talking about our thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts. What we talking about our thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories. Welcome back to the Thoughts and Theories podcast, episode 66, picking up sticks of some breakfast bars for you guys. It's your boy Chris with you. Just your boy Chris with a K, aka Quack or Quack, aka Chris with a K. Um, thank you guys for coming back. And if this is your first time, I want to cover three things with you. One, um, this podcast is called Thoughts and Theories because it's literally a audio diary about my thoughts and my theories. You know, so don't expect this podcast to be in order. It will be all over the place. You know, um. It's just how it is to keep it raw, keep it fresh, to keep it uh, more transparent and honest. Um, and the purpose of it is to encourage everybody to think for themselves and to encourage you also to learn how to think in the first place. You know, um, make sure you're in the right mind space, you know, because if you can learn how to do those two things, you will be one step closer to just being yourself. Um, secondly, um, everything I see on this podcast, you might like or you might not like. There might be times you're like, oh, that was a good episode. Times you like, what the heck was that? Or times I just completely disagree. Whatever the case may be, if you do not like this podcast, know that you are not being held hostage. Um, I don't hold hostages. If you are here and you're listening to this podcast, you keep coming back, that's you. <laughs> but if you don't like it, please feel free to treat it like a bus ride or a train ride. Get off on the next stop no hard feelings i realize everything is not for everybody you know people have this thing called a preference that's why the word is created to show that even though we're different you know we can all still get along at the end of the day but you don't have to not you do not have to listen to my podcast trust me i will not hate you um and lastly if you want to connect with your boy you can visit chrisative.com k-r-i-s-a-t-i-v-e Wait, K-R-I-S-A-T-I-V-E dot com. Um, you can follow me, subscribe to me on my social media, as well as hit my merch store. I have shirts as well as, um, yeah, ways you can support me so we can take this podcast to the next level so I can bring you guys even content at a way better experience, if that makes sense. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Today, I am talking about outcomes and results. And the reason why this is on my mind, you know, I listen to Kevin Samuels and he based a lot of things he says based off of outcome and results, off of data, you know, purely scientifical, scientifical. So it's like it's hard to dispute the stone cold facts because, you know, outcome and results usually reflect reality. All right. But let me give you an idea of outcome and results. You know, um, when you're doing anything based on outcome results, you're doing it based on a number of people to get a realistic view of like, okay, how will this theory or whatever I'm thinking of, how does this play out in the real world? You know, um, because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that believe and think that the world revolves around them so in their world their population is only one which is them so they base everything and anything scientific or whatever they think of based off of what they think and what they feel but here's the thing if the general population in your world only is only one instead of seven or eight billion how many ever people there are actually in the world you can always justify it 
So the numbers will always be skewed. Always be skewed. For instance, like, oh my gosh, who's made the most three-pointers of all time? If you ask a person, oh, I think Reggie Miller. But the numbers clearly say it's Steph Curry, you know? So like, or, you know, you just you just ask questions, you know, but and people say stuff based off their thoughts. And I mean you can believe anything is true when you have no point of reference or no anchor. You know, I look at the anchor as truth. Nothing to pull from that is consistent and it's void of oh this is how this is what I feel, blah blah blah. No, it's just it is what it is at the end of the day. Cause the thing about the truth, you know, a lot of reason why people kinda hate the truth because the truth is the same, it never changes. You know? When the dust settles and clears, it's still what it said it was at the end of the day. It's like, oh crap, you wasn't lying. Because you are the truth, right? You know, um, so for instance, um, to give you an idea, I had a great idea came up now and just went out of my head. Wow. Um, oh, for instance, you know, I, um, we've grown into an age, I was talking to a coworker about this. This is going to offend people, but oh, well, this is the truth. You can't, it's, this is the truth. This is what I believe to be true. The thing is that everybody has a body and there is this thing called the BMI that's basically gives a measurement of like, okay, based on your height, it gives you an idea of what, what weight range you should be between to be considered healthy. For some reason, we've grown into a country of society where, yo, if somebody who is actually is fat is fat and you tell them, yo, you need to lose weight, it's, it comes off as offensive, you know? I mean, if a stranger comes up and tell you it, yes, because you don't know them. And, of course, anybody that doesn't know you that just says something like that, you're going to take it the wrong way. But I'm just saying, like, if someone who loves you or... You know, someone you know who has good intentions when they speak to you about serious topics speaks to you and you get super offended. Like, yo, you, sorry, but you, you're overweight. When there is, there, there is proof behind what they're saying, according to this, they data people that's this high, this weight, are overweight. Or the people this high, this weight, they usually suffer for, for um, you know, more heart disease, diabetes, blah, blah. There's data to support it. That if you're fat, chances are there's a really bigger chances of you not being able to move around, be flexible. You're going to get tired sooner. Higher chances of developing diseases. Just all the stuff people know is a fact. It's not good for you. It's not good for you, right? Um, but people still get offended. But there's data to support it. You know, fat chances are you might die sooner. Not saying that if you're skinny, you won't die sooner. But guess what? Your body's not able to support the weight based on your weight if you're big. You know, some people call people fat. It's not so much the shame of them. It's like, yo, expose them. Let's say cracking on them. Yeah, when you're cracking and roasting somebody, you're doing stuff to shame people in a joyous way. It's called raillery, joking around in a lighthearted way. But that's just that's just how it is. Or you, you hear me talk about previous episodes of, you know, um, Kevin Samuels. That's what he does. You know, um, he, he, he asks women's, like, data that's, 
facts about themselves. You ask them what age they are. And let's say if one says she's 32, right? Okay, that's a fact. You told me you're 32. You can't argue about that. Oh, what's your dress size? Let's say if you weigh, your dress size is like a 20. Or I don't know how dress sizes are in a woman. But I consider 20 to be me. You're big. Or let's say if you're 32, he asks you your height. Oh, I'm 5'2". Okay, how much do you weigh? I weigh 200 pounds. Wow, okay, you're big. You're fat. So, because these, these ladies are calling in, they they want an honest opinion. That, think of like Kevin Samuels like a doctor. You go to the doctor, the doctor says you're fat, you need to stop, you need to change your diet and stuff. You're not going to yell at the doctor because you know what his job is. You're paying him, you're going, you're coming to him to get his professional opinion. You're not coming to him to be a friend, you're coming to get a professional opinion. So Kevin Samuels, he's an image consultant and a relationship advice expert, whatever. So you're coming to him to get his professional opinion. So he's not there to joke with you, he's there to be straight up front. So all these women, like, they want these high-value men, you know, men that make over six figures and have all these other qualities too. But um, having making a certain amount of money for extended periods of time. He says like three to five years, making six to f- six figures to three to five years consecutively. Um, definitely not an athlete or a musician because part of being a high quality man, a high value man, is someone who's able to control, you know, their sexual appetite, meaning you're not having babies all over the place, you know, because you, you understand your discipline, you know. So he's saying these men, they typically want a woman who's in shape, who can bring some type of skills to the table because a lot of a lot of women says unrealistic things like oh my gosh it's all about love it's all about love all this until episode say woman saying no it's all about love it's all about love it's all about love because they're talking about a woman who was a millionaire a black fat woman who married married down to a white guy and kevin samuels where he was just talking about a point it is no issue when a black when a woman marries black woman marries down a guy obviously makes less less money than her and he's of any ethnicity except black if it's a white man any any other ethnicity latino indian you know stuff like that asian man oh my gosh he did it for love but if it's a black man it's oh you need to do better girl oh you could do better than that because he he has this reoccurring theme and point of how black women um do not claim they're black men they they when it comes to black men black women are more prompt and more prone to um disrespecting them and not fighting for them as other women of other ethnicities fight for their their men of their ethnicity so he uses this as, as an example he was like oh if it's for love if it's love, it doesn't matter how much money he makes, though. Because he was asking her, which one which one's more important, love or money? And she's like, well, it depends. He's like, see, he's like, see, 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 see what you're doing right there? Because in a lot of his arguments, he keeps points out how all the women be moving their goalposts. They'll, they'll give him a standard of which they they judge stuff on, but then they, they switch it up all of a sudden. You told me, you told me love is the most important thing, but I told you... In a scenario, if it's a guy flipping burgers at McDonald's, you move the goalpost. Like, well, he has to be making more money. But, well, no, no, you said love is the most important thing. Because if it's for love, then you'll just work it out, stick it together like other women of other race, other other ethnicities do, and you guys will build. You will, be, you, you 
you would build together with them if it's for love, you know? Um, so it's like, what he's talking about is everything is based on outcomes and stuff. So he, he literally takes data based off what the general population does, and he just puts that back in women's face. Like, this is what the general population does. He's like, I don't make this stuff up. Because he's just taking what people have done in action. Because Kevin could care less about how people feel. Because feelings aren't feelings aren't a good thing to measure statistics off of. Because feelings can change one day, this day, you know, and everybody, you know, can move the goalposts if it's based off feeling. But if you do make statistics based off what people do, it's more accurate because our habits, habits are more permanent than feelings. Because feelings can change day to day, but habits, it takes, you know, a month, two months to change. So you're going to base your data off of something that's more concrete. So basing off of something that's more consistent over months in a lifespan is better than basing off of something that can change every day or every hour, like your moods, because we have hormones and stuff. And those things are off balance, because here's my thing outcome you know it shows that like i believe that what you eat determines your moods because what what you put in your body affects how your body operates you know we have this thing called a nervous system which controls you know which controls our our glands and organs of our bodies that controls the hormones it produces so if your nervous system's off whack. Best to believe your glands are going to be off whack. Because if your body's been polluted with trash, guess what? Those glands are going to be polluted. And they're going to malfunction. And they're not going to be dispersing the right amount of hormones they need at the right amount of time. Therefore, guess what's going to happen? That's going to affect your mood. Your pituitary gland and stuff like that. You know? While women suffer with from postpartum um, depression depression after giving a childbirth um, it's because the pituitary gland is down it needs to be fixed and to be corrected you know uh, people quote unquote they got mental issues take medication why because there's a chemical imbalance well it, you know but basically your hormones off because they're eating crap food that's basically what it is when it comes down to it so you can't make a standard or base make a rule based off of um something flaky as feelings because feelings feelings are important in life but they they change so unpredictably that it's not a good standard to base your feelings off of all right so he does that based off of outcomes that's just how it is at the end of the day the outcomes you know um if you look at success and most people think success is making money so if you look at if you take a if you take a poll and stuff on how many men usually are making six figures or high value man it's one out of ten men because they did the survey of all the men who makes money and usually you currently run across every ten men one of them is probably going to be a high value man so like when you're understanding outcomes and understanding how numbers work it allows you to be realistic because if you take outcome and results out of everything guess what you can't be that realistic you take that the thought, the process of realistic away. Why do you think so many companies, if you sign up for companies or apps or go to the store and pay for stuff, they are so annoying about feedback. Hey, they're willing to pay you for feedback because they want want you to know like 
results. So like if you get receipts from somewhere, you go to the store, was the store clean? Um, did the cashier take care of you? Like they want to know honest answers based off of results, how they treat you, customer service. Or they, they, they want people to do surveys and feedback because they're going to ask you questions about yourself. How old are you? Um, are you married? You single? They'll ask survey questions. So they know that, okay, every person that bought from my store was between this age and that age. That age, they were married, they single, they live in this neighborhood. You know, they ask questions like that because they need hardcore, undisputable data. So they're getting feedback based on stuff that actually happened. And when they do that, guess what they could do? They could target those people to get better results instead of just shooting blindly into the windows watch something they do at first when a company starts they don't know who their audience is so they advertise everybody and then they single down and they narrow down based upon like majority of our customers are from this background this age you know this ethnicity they have kids they make between this much money so you have to you have to take data get results i mean at first when there are no results, you have to go based off what you what you assume, but what you think. But as you are getting results, you're getting data, so you can determine the, the best course, the best course of outcome from there. I think I, think I heard a noise. Oh, what a freak! So my thing to to you folks is telling you that outcomes and results are important because they are they are accountable. They are accountable. Like, oh, how many push-ups you could think you could do in a minute? Man, I could do 50. And then you, you, do, the, you do, the, do the workout, do the test. A minute passes and you only did 20 or 25. All right. And then you do the test, run the test about five, six more times. You do trials, right? And it turns out the average number of push-ups you could do turns out to be 30 per minute. So it turns out you thought you felt that you could do 50 or 100 because you're probably in a good mood or you fool yourself but the outcome and the results the data shows reality sets in and shows you yo you can do about bust out 30 per minute son you know so the thing about reality if we don't grasp reality we're just continuing to lie ourselves one way to grasp reality is to collect data if you live in a world where you're the only person in the world Trust me, you're going to be upset and depressed and living life the wrong way. Opposed, if you're a person that's living in the world and realize there's other people that live in this world with me, you can base data based off not. You can base your what you say based off not what people say or based off what you feel, but what people actually do. So I think the best way to be a friend and love outcomes and results is to become an observer of life i've said this many times before on previous podcasts observer is somebody who just looks at scenarios they don't make judgment or anything all they do they see scenarios happen and be like okay i need to see how this turns out forget about how i feel about how it's going to turn out i'm not going to have any biases or anything i'm just going to observe and watch and see what turns out and what happens in order to have that type of demeanor you have to be able to be patient Patience is very key. It is a great virtue that if you have that and you possess patience, you're able to sit back and just see things as they are. Like, oh, wow, this happened. Or, oh, wow, wow, that happened. Oh, wow, every time I do this, this happens. Every time I do that, that happens, you know? 
But if you are, if you're stuck in your feelings, stupid stuff happens. Like you pettiness, you'll do stuff, and then when you come down, come to your senses, you know, and you're not on a high of your feelings. You're like, oh snap, I'm sorry, that wasn't me. So I feel people that in order to be realistic with life and be more consistent with life, you have to look for outcomes, and outcomes can only happen. And um, results only happens if you look at the data based upon people and not based upon how you feel. Feelings play a part in it, but results are primarily based off of data and what happened. It's like science. Scientists, it's like cause and effect. That's how we should operate, off of cause and effect. You know, and let that be our guide. But hey, what do I know? That's just me. But yes, people, this concludes today of episode 66 of the Thoughts Theories podcast. Just make sure you become an observer of life. Make sure you're looking for results based upon sufficient data. Trust me, life will become a lot more understandable and tolerable, if that makes sense. Um, at the end of the day, everybody has different paths, though, but if you get a general idea of what's going on, you could be more realistic and have a better conclusion. Um, other than that, my name is Chris with a KK Quack. You might not like everything I say, but know that these are my thoughts and theories, aka my opinions. Visit chrisative.com, K-R-I-S-A-T-I-V-E.com. Subscribe, follow, support your brother to take this podcast to the next level. Um, so once again, you're awesome. Thanks and peace.